society forces you to do stuff all the time. It's the same argument when abortion comes up, when people make the argument that, oh, uh, the government should be involved with what goes on between you and your doctor and your health care. Like, what? When did that ever become the standard? Because the government can tell you what drugs you can take, can tell you what treatments you can have. Like, what? Why? Who are these people? Where do they come from? Where are they going? I don't know. I have no idea. But they're people. We need people. We need bodies. Anybody but a dead body. We need bodies. One in a million, a million to one villain. Too hot to be in the kitchen. I'll end up melting the ceiling. Destiny gets a heated trans debate versus entire panel. Let's get it. Sir, at the end of the day, I think the biggest problem is the fact that we are saying that these examples, these caricatures are what's actually going on in society, because it's not. The average everyday person is way more reasonable than what we give them credit for, right? And I think a huge part of it comes back to exactly what he said, opening up these conversations. On Stephen is one of my favorite people to debate with because we can actually intellectually explore these ideas without hating each other. And I think that's something that's really really rare in this present point in time right now and if we it's not rare people gotta stop lying bro we've had politicians shoot other politicians in congress bro bro we fought a civil war people gotta stop pretending like our time is the most unique time where people just can't get along bro bro like we have not passed the precipice we have not Cross the Rubicon. It just has to happen. People got to stop telling these lies. Stop pretending as if things are just so, so bad. Yeah, it sucks sometimes. There's a lot of people out there who could do better. But at the end of the day, come on, like put history within this perspective. And you got to listen to history. You got to read history. You got to try to understand history to kind of figure out where you stand in this present moment. And a lot of people just, just running their mouth. A lot of people just talking and they're not putting things in perspective. You know, but it sound good. It sound real good. We can good. work towards removing that weird kind of social barrier where everyone's so offended, everyone's so fucking triggered, <laughs> then maybe we can actually begin to make real progress. Love that. Mm -hmm. Wait, I was in vote. Can I say two quick things? <laughs> Go, I agree Steven. that the problems are the extremes, but the big problem right now is the extreme is like 5% of the Democratic Party and like 80% of the Conservative Party. Wait, you think <laughs> the extremes I, I, right I, I, now? I wouldn't say that. But well, 70% of Republicans don't believe the results of the last election. I think that's a really big problem. But that is pro a All right, so let's analyze that claim. 70% uh, of Republicans don't believe the election results. Was that be considered extreme? I don't... The word extreme is so fluent. The, the word extreme is not necessarily something that is not subjective, right? Uh, I wouldn't call that extreme. Now, when I think of extremism or people that are extreme, I think of people who are like, majority of the country is here, right? And you fall way out here. You're outside of the Overton window. You're, you're, you're somebody that's standing outside of it and you're screaming at everybody else that they must be crazy. And look, just because you could be right don't mean you're not on the extreme end of things, right? Uh, if 70% of Republicans believe that the election is stolen, that's not extreme. That just seems like those people are where most Republicans are at the moment. Now, you can say that's an extreme stance to take, but compared to what? To the people who don't think the election was stolen? What about the people who supported Stacey Abrams saying her election was stolen? Were those people extreme? It, it gets dicey. I, I just, I would never use the word extreme in that context, but I'm not holding him to that. 
when you're having a conversation, you use words, and then somebody like me show up after the fact and try to talk, analyzing everything to the extreme, which, you know, don't mind me. I'm just doing Javier, Javier shit. Problem, problem. But okay. the problem that they just showed were two examples from specifically they were talking about the LGBTQIA plus community. And I think that any reasonable Republican or anyone who identifies on that side knows that things like gender dysphoria exist. Wait, then and why are they passing empathy. so much legislation well, in like th 30 different states to try to ban it? Because, because we... They're not trying to ban gender dysphoria. They're trying to ban certain actions that's taken that may be harmful. And don't want you know children transitioning or taking hormone blockers, et cetera, et cetera. Um, okay. Empathy, so much legislation well, in like th thirty different states to try to ban it. Because because we can accept that it exists, and we can still allow people who are adults to make their own choices without it harming children who do not have the capacity to be able to make those choices, to be able to think so far. It's in the a lot of people on the panel. The repercussions. That's where most of the legislation is coming from. Yeah, mm -hmm. but as somebody who's trans at eighteen, do they not know they were trans at fourteen? Yeah, but there's also people who are trans at fourteen who grow out of it. So I think that it's a, a safer bet to make people wait. <laughs> If you are really trans and you are really all right, so let's ask the question though. Like, let's say you're 25 and five years later, five, 25, you believe that you're trans, and then five years or 10 years later, when you're 35, you uh decide that oh no, I'm not really trans. Should that be a justification to stop grown people from transitioning? Like, think about the how you qualify, think about qualifiers, right? When, you, when you're having a conversation and you're trying to make a point. Think about intellectual consistency. If I qualify this behavior for this, does that easily translate over to this, right? And you cannot say that because somebody might change their mind that therefore they shouldn't be able to do it. That can't be the argument. Now, you can make the argument that children have not mentally matured or their brain isn't fully developing, right? You can make that the point that they can't consent. And once they reach that precipice, like once they reach that point, then all game but the argument has to be based on the fact that that person's brain isn't fully developed it can't be because they might grow out of it if that makes sense i hope that makes sense really that uncomfortable in your identity you will transition when you are an adult like many people have before that, that okay, let, let me stop you guys though. for a second what percentage of americans are actually trans it like two percent okay so why it is it so, why is this in headlines Oh, that, that's a good question though right like trans people make up such a very small percentage of the population one has to ask the question why has it become such one of the driving factors in america today right one you could say that there's been a massive increase in the amount of people who identify as trans particularly children that could be troublesome that could be something that we need to focus on. But the amount of attention that this community gets based on their actual impact and population size is way overblown. And I ask people to prioritize because I do the same thing when it comes to the black community. It's like, okay, you're talking about the cops killed 20 something black men and not all of them was even unarmed. And you're marching up and down the streets and you're fighting and fussing over this. But yet at the same time, Black men are killing other black men on at massive rates, and yet it nowhere gets the same amount of attention. If you're talking about saving black lives, then you should focus majority of your attention on the majority of the problem. 
So it's really overblown. Now, one can ask the question, who is really the one overblowing it? Is it the liberals who are trying to push the, the trans acceptance so hard? Or is it the, the Republicans who are holding up the trans issue and saying, look at what they're doing, look at what they're doing. And they're just reacting back and forth to each other? I don't know. But I always say this. The trans issue has become poisonous to so many people and their size and their arguments. And the reason I say that is because now you're talking about language. You're talking about how people identify. You're talking about how you refer to people. Now we're getting into the territory of postmodernism and we're getting into that territory of words being malleable and can change and shift at a dime at any given second. Not something that happens over time because a culture adapts and it accepts this and it naturally occurs. It's something that might be forced. And when you start playing with language and start playing with definitions and how we as people communicate with each other and come to an understanding, then you start opening the door to people coming up with all kinds of wild claims and just invoking postmodernism. So this issue, this trans issue, just because it's on a small scale doesn't mean it doesn't open up a very vital door to how we view language and how we view people in society and how we understand one another. And that may have been the biggest impact that the trans issue has had on us as a society. And who knows what the ramifications of that will be when it comes to all these different types of areas where you can now invoke, well, words don't really mean anything. It means what we want it to mean. Well, then what are we talking about? What are we talking about? Because everything you just said, I can interpret it in a million different ways. So, you know, you can say, hey, give me a hug and I slap you. But why did you slap me? Well, you told me, you said, give me a hug. And when you say, give me a hug, those words to me mean slap you. So, you know, like it, it just gets so confusing and convoluted that now you just open the gates of anything happening. Party of trans people where there's a lot of overlap with mental health conditions that are mm -hmm. actually independent of that. So that is a factor that could play in. One thing I want to address about what you said is, you know, it's more difficult to pass, right? Should we really be prioritizing aesthetics over people's mental health and over the people who are actually going to grow out of that gender dysphoric state? Because there are studies and there's some disparity between what the actual number is, but it's anywhere between 60 to 90 percent of people who identify this will outgrow it. Okay, with hold on. Time. That is, these numbers get cited all the time. That is absolutely not true. When you talk about desistance, you're talking about people that identify feelings of dysphoria at some point in their life and then go on to not have those feelings. That's not people who have begun treatment who then change their mind. The numbers for the people that begin treatment even prior to being 18 years old and then desist out of that treatment is like less than 1%. Then why the is... There, sorry. Then ahead. why is what? There are a lot of people on Twitter complaining about it, or there's more detransitioners now than ever before. But and there's back, more. There's, there's more. So everybody knows. Okay. It's called the growing population. Let me just say. Let me just say one thing. <laughs> yes, if you have the amount of people who identify as trans getting increasing, then of course you're going to have the people who detransition increasing as well. I mean, you you would think the math plays out. That does make sense. Um, all right, this is a hard question that people have to ask themselves. How many children are you willing to sacrifice for you to get your way? That's the question. What number is acceptable to you? Let's say only one child decides that they're going to grow up and detransition and it hurts them and harms them in some way. Would that one child's life be worth it that all the other people did? Yes. No. If yes, what about five children? What about 10? Like, let's try to put some boundaries around it.
What is the limiting principle here? I, I really like to know, like, let's get down to the brass and knuckles on this thing. And I, I'm asking how we can fix America and everyone well, here wants to talk about trans stuff. Well, hold on, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the fundamental problem. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not into the kumbaya sh because for me, the division itself doesn't bother me. I think where a, a lot of us agree is that when some way, whether it be through the school system, whether it be through the government, and someone is using some sort of coercion or actual force to implement, let's say, an idea and force you to have to adopt it, that's when it becomes a fundamental problem. Uh, that's literally everything in society, right? We got to be careful not to be making these arguments like, you can't force somebody to do something. Bro, society forces you to do stuff all the time. It's the same argument when abortion comes up, when people make the argument that, oh, oh, the government should be involved with what goes on between you and your doctor and your health care. Like, what? When did that ever become the standard? Because the government can tell you what drugs you can take, can tell you what treatments you can have. The government can even tell doctors how, like, you know, how they must treat their patients. Let's Come on, let's stop pretending. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I'm not built for this. I'm not built for it. I care about details. The small details matter to me. It really does. The problem with me, like, or the problem that I have is that folks believe that they have, let's say, the right to impede upon others' individual rights. So for me, let us be divided. If we don't agree, like the, the shit exactly. about Sean Strickland, that don't bother me at all. I think the fact that we're making a big deal is the fundamental problem. The dude went to a another country and he was like well i don't like seeing uh, i don't see trans flag what's the, f the problem it's not like you went over there and started punching on folks or something of that nature i get it but this whole begging to be accepted which happens to people on either side of the political aisle is a farce and i think people need to just stop adopting that i think what we need yeah I, I can agree with that i can resonate with that bro you don't have to like me just don't violate my rights you don't have to support me you don't have to go out of your way to say I'm an ally or I'm on your side. No, just don't get in my way. Don't violate my rights. Don't discriminate against me. Don't physically harm me. Don't try to sabotage me or whatever the case may be. Just do you. Stay out my business. Stay out your business. It's that simple. You don't have to like what I do. I don't have to like what you do. I don't have to publicly support you. I can publicly dismiss you and say I don't like you. But that's just, that's reality. I mean, this whole idea of like we have to accept everybody for where they are you can never say anything to hurt anybody feelings is nonsense it's always been nonsense compassion can be a form of oppression compassion can do a lot harm a lot of harm that people don't realize i don't care how nice of a person you are if you are being nice at the detriment of somebody else or despite what you actually believe i don't care Stop lying to us. We got to stop lying to ourselves. Need to at least at minimum agree upon is that we won't use aggression upon another individual. And if we disagree on any any given issue, so be it. But that's America and that's the beauty yeah, of it. Isn't that the beauty that we can argue, we can exactly. have discourse, we can have these types of arguments. And now, sometimes that argument go too far. And I, I just admit that sometimes people are like, oh, isn't it beautiful that we can disagree and have these arguments and stuff? I'm like, yeah, but some of y'all be whack. I'm not finna entertain a bunch of whack shit. Like, I'm not. Like, uh, look, you have the right to say it. You have the right. But once you start going to wacky land and start, like, trying to talk about just the craziest shit, I'm checking out.
I don't want to engage with your wackiness. I just don't. And some people be far out there. And sometimes people use the excuse like, we should be able to talk about anything as their way of sneaking in a bunch of crazy shit. And the cops aren't going to bust in the door right now, or the KGB is going to come in, or the Gestapo is going to come in and be like, show us your papers, we don't like what you're talking about, what's going on here? You've got it completely backwards because that's what conservatives are doing. Conservatives are going into a relationship between a psychologist, a parent, and a child and saying, you're not allowed to do this. Because they're under 18. Okay, so now it's okay? That doesn't make any sense. So wait, okay, why are you asking an 18? Why are you asking someone who's under 18 what they're sexually attracted to? It's not big. Trans is not a sexual orientation. Being trans has nothing to do with sexual orientation. Let me rewind to make sure I'm hearing this right. Wow. Okay, why are you asking an eight? Why are you asking someone who is under 18 what they're sexually attracted to? It's not big. They can't that's even a, that's a better question. question. Not we're not talking about question. sexual orientation. We're talking about their gender identity or expression, right? It's a trans issue. Right. It's like, what? Why? Who are these people? Where do they come from? Where are they going? I don't know. I have no idea. But they're people. We need people. We need bodies. Anybody but a dead body. We need bodies. And let's put them all in a big circle and just let them go. Not whether they're binary. Also, they're a child. you should probably know what your kid under 18 is attracted to. A if child? You- 18 that's you also kind of you have a child. what like do you have a child bro? <laughs> like kids bro so the puberty hit its own sometimes even before that what's up what are you talking about what are you talking about <laughs> do you have kids like really <laughs> I, that's a good question for her. no i don't okay, i have a child if my kid was 16 and he was gay and he was having a bunch of guys over every night i think i would want to know that don't you think that would be important right that's important. I think, yeah, that that's, but they so should be making life-changing decisions important. under 18. Do what? They should not be making life-changing decisions. She's confusing sexual orientation with gender identity. And even if you don't support or believe trans people exist, you should know the difference between the two. What is, why are you even talking? Who, who, who is this? I don't, I'm sorry, no offense, but like, I have no care in the world what your idea is about my child, and I would want that decision to be Straight between up. me, my child, Ditto. and a doctor. Exactly. Agreed. Exactly. So that's great. That's cool, right? Just make sure you stay that in your household. Don't try to go into school and force other people to participate. Don't start trying to have other people, you know, join in on whatever world you constructed for you and your child or whatever. That's cool. You know what I mean? So, so then, so then, so then, why are we making laws dictating how me, a parent, can make a decision about what I think is medically best for my child? Well, I mean, we've already been doing that. Like I said earlier, bro, you can't just say you can't just take. Let's say your child come home one day and say, you know, Dad, I really think that I should get my arm removed. I feel like it shouldn't be there. Like I just don't want it no more. And you, let's say you as a parent, are a little weird and you like you know what that makes a lot of sense so let's go down to the doctor and let's get this taken care of you think the government got nothing to say about that wouldn't you want to live in a country where the government say nah doctor you can't do that even if all three of y'all in agreement you can't do that to that child come on man think about it now if i'm wrong if there's an error in, in my logic if i flawed in some way in that making that argument i would really like to know where exactly would you be in objection to the government interfering at that point 
My, my child has ADHD. What if conservatives wanted to pass a law saying no medication for children? What if my child had di was a type 1 diabetic and they said no insulin for children? What if my child had other behavioral issues and they said like, what? Well, that depends. Is it putting your child's life at danger? You know, not every medical condition is the same as other medical conditions, right? You know? Uh, see, this is the beauty about democracy. This is the beauty about conversation is because sometimes there is no right or wrong answer. Sometimes it's a semantic situation no it's not awesome semantics but it's more of a uh it's more of like every situation is different and you cannot apply one principle in a broad way on every issue and that's kind of the, the trouble we run into trying to do that why are conservatives why are we talking about like oh we should be able to get along and not have a problem but when it comes to minors we should be able to have the government come in and say what kind of health care you're allowed well, to provide well, I, I because the liberals believe that the government should be able to step in about certain types of health care that your doctor can provide liberals believe that that's not unique it's only unique to this particular circumstance we saw this with the vaccines some of the people that was the most anti-big pharma jumped ship and instantly started supporting the vaccine and some people who never cared about vaccines a day in their life started being anti-vaccine it's like I really believe that wherever the side you stand, wherever their positions are at the time, that's where people usually go. I really doubt that a lot of times principle has anything to do with it. It's more so just as where is my party line and am I on the right side of it? I think it's more of an issue of rights. I think that's what it's more so is about. While I agree that that parent has some sort of agency as far as what they should be able to allow their kid to do but then this trans issue we can't speak on it like it is just something random we're talking about castration in some given given exactly. sense and of course doing that at a, at a young yeah. sterilization as well and doing that at a, a, as a minor mm -hmm. something that's irreversible is miles different from anything else so I you know I know people who mostly vote left, who will say that beating your child is child abuse, that taking your belt off and spanking your child is a form of child abuse, and that they believe that you shouldn't be able to do it and you should never do it. But these are the same people that would turn around and say, yeah, we should start literally chemically altering your child or our child and messing with parts of their body and tanking, like tankering with their puberty and all of that stuff. How do these two things reside in the same brain? I don't know. I don't know how. And it's possible that I'm just not smart enough to wrap my brain around it. And I'm, I'm willing to say that I'm not the smartest man on the planet. But yeah, I have yet to hear an argument on how something like these two concepts can exist within the same brain. The only way that I can come up with that idea is tribalism. The only way I can think about it is this person has to be politically correct. They have to fall in line with whatever's the most popular positions, even if they contradict other positions that they hold directly. Completely agree that uh, uh, it, whoever it is should be able to make those decisions 
But that's this is we're talking about protection of an individual's rights and kids can't consent to something like that. That is irreversible damage. And yes, while I empathize with Will, this person's face is going to change when they're 18. At minimum, that's when they are at least conscious enough to make that decision. Because when they're minors, they don't like really I, I, you guys have kids. I yeah. mean, you guys understand 10, 11, 12 year olds. They, they, they think all kinds of wild. I thought all kinds of wild <laughs> shit when I was young, but to do something like Man, I'm going to hell, and I still think all kind of wild shit, bro. Like I said, Kanye the dope. <laughs> Kanye is the dope. All right, but, like, for real, though, like, I mean, but at the same time, we're always changing. 50-year-old, you're going to look back at 40-year-old you and be like, man, when I was 40, I was thinking some crazy stuff. That's not enough to justify not allowing children to transition. It has to be another argument. It can't be that they're going to change their minds. It has to be their brain isn't fully developed. And once your brain is fully developed, I mean, one can make the argument, your brain not fully developed until the age of 25. But we have to draw a, a distinct line on where we think a person is mature enough and far enough along in their processing to make certain decisions. Just like with buying cigarettes or buying alcohol, and we have to draw a hard line on these things. And yeah, it is kind of crazy that you could be 17 one day and the next day on your birthday, then you can all of a sudden join the military or whatever the case may be. Like, what's the difference between yesterday and today? That's just because we, as a society, have to find somewhere to draw a line to where we think somebody can do something. Is it a hard science? No, it's not. But it's the best we got. You know? like that where it's like yeah there's no turning back from that mm -hmm. that's miles different from just right. you know something right. else. at the end of the day this is why you become an adult when you're 18 so you can make your own decisions your prefrontal mm -hmm. cortex isn't even developed until you're 25 right so why are you making those decisions your because your prefrontal cortex has nothing to do with identifying the gender you're in also it's past 25 that doesn't finish film until you're like 30 plus but that's not relevant the point is is that if you're a parent and you have a child and they have a doctor the medical decisions that you make should be between the three of you i've never all right, I, like I already said, I don't agree with this argument from Destiny. I understand where it comes from, and I, I've heard this argument and many different things, like with abortion, for example. I just can't agree with it because we've already passed that point. Bro, the government can tell me when I can drive down the street and how fast. That's how much the control the government got over us as a society. And we make laws that actually violate people's rights because it's for the best interest of society as a whole. Now, one could argue that it shouldn't be that way. But that's the society in which we live. If you're willing to take a hard line and say that the government should never get involved in your healthcare decisions, then you have to apply that across the board fully. Fully. You have you have to you have to eat that. I don't know. Would Destiny be able to eat that? He might. But it, it's some flaws in both sides of the argument. And uh I mean I'm not saying that I have hundred percent the right way of seeing it or thinking, but to me it's just it's so hard to get these things right because oftentimes when you're trying to argue one position, you're not trying to put it in a holistic perspective of all of your positions. But, you know, what are we, what are we supposed to do? Ever heard conservatives cry about castrating, or uh, I'm sorry, circumcision, so, or, which is well, also well, irreversible that's, that's surgery? I don't, hear, the, I don't hear them crying about appendix removals yeah. or tonsil removals. See, that people right, used to do right, with the drop so when we talk about, for example, the circumcision thing, okay, let's throw it out there. Let's say that's out. That, that's, I'm okay with that. If we're going to say circumcision is off limits, let's say it's off limits. It doesn't 
change the fact that maybe top surgery, bottom surgery is still something that's irreversible and should not be done to Even someone the under the... All right, yeah, yeah. Circumcision came up, right? This is what... All right. You got a point here. And I'm not sure... Well, I, I respect the fact that he's like, yeah, throw it out. But for the longest, religious people have made the argument that nothing wrong with circumcision. But... That's not your body. You don't get to, like, you can say, well, it's my kid. I should be able to get to decide what happened to their body. Okay, well, you got to accept the trans stuff too. You got to eat that. Because if you can circumcise your child, knowing that that child can live being uncircumcised and be fine, but you're doing it because of society, culture, or religion, or whatever the case may be, then you got to eat the trans stuff too. You got to eat that. Because you've already opened the gate to saying it's okay to modify your child. Especially, like, I would argue that being trans seems to be something more serious than needing to be circumcised. All right. The age of 18. Even, Even the, the hormones, hormones are irreversible. Yeah. And here's the thing. If what you're talking about was true, in a, if in a perfect world, they were able to objectively analyze it on a case-by-case -case basis. But the problem is there is a medical pipeline that occurs when children start going through this. It starts with hormones. Then naturally, there's that next step and that next step. And there's even some places where they've had whistleblowers who have come out talking about gender clinics that they worked at where young girls go... Destiny look like he annoyed. He, he really feel like, man, I'm so tired of having this conversation. Like, I can't believe I have to defend this. Like, uh, he seems annoyed. I know that feeling. I can see it, you know? Uh, I can see it. I can see the leg movement, the the, the eyes. Uh, you know, it's just a level of frustration. It's like, I'm so tired of, like, having to, to fight this. Going for top surgery and are literally coming in a week later to ask if they can get their boobs put back in. And the Does crazy thing you? is, the crazy thing <laughs> is, is that when you look at study after study after study after study, it seems like the people that are regretful or have issues with their transition is still less than one percent. So while I respect the fact that Tucker, so so that's the line that Destiny's willing to draw, right? He's saying that look, some people are going to be sacrificed for the greater good. I mean, we make we make those types of decisions all the time. We know that a certain amount of people are going to get in car accidents when they get on the road, but we allow people to drive cars because the benefit outweighs the good. I know people get a little sensitive when it comes to children, but it's the same argument with children. Children die in car accidents too. And we have to accept the fact that some children will die in car accidents because overall, having a car and being able to get back and forth to work or whatever is a net good for the society. Like, that's a more of a realistic perspective. Uh, and I think that people have to think about that. Uh, he's saying that there's some level. I, I just want to know what that level is. Like, what percentage of children who go through that is acceptable? Now, he's saying it's less than 1%. So let's ask Destiny. Okay, at what percent would you have to rethink this? That, that, that would be a more useful way of having this conversation, trying to get down to the, the, the crux of it. Uh, you know, Carlson or whatever other brain dead conservative pundit that you consume is saying there's all these issues. <laughs> As a percentage of all the people that seek that health care, it seems to be fairly effective. Is it perfect? No. So we should continue to iterate on the process. But I care way more about what a doctor has to say about that than a conservative pundit who's obsessed with the relationship between me and my child. Well, the problem Here's is that even in the medical ward, yeah, uh, uh, yeah, I, I, I'm gonna have to side with him there. Uh, I'm definitely gonna take a professional or somebody in that field who spent time studying it their word over some dude that's upset about it on, online. But I'm also going to do that the other way around. Uh, there are, I'm, I'm going to listen to somebody who might be against all of those procedures and stuff like that. 
over somebody who's a liberal pundit or whatever the case may be. That's fair. You know what I mean? Now, we do live in a society where a lot of people don't trust experts and feel like, you know, this, that, a third, but that's his criteria. There has to be a level of like, okay, what is for me is not for you, and that's fine. Like I spoke about earlier, you don't have to accept me. You don't have to agree with me on this, that, and the third. Oh, boy. World, things become politicized, and sometimes people do not always operate within the best interest because they're trying to be politically correct. Let's and that's unfortunate, but the that's table. the way doctor that it is. is a doctor. Doctors you can't save people from themselves. You could try. Some people will save themselves, but if a person don't need to be saved, if a person ain't willing to hear you out, that's just the world we live in. There to make money. You think I'm not going to make more money by doing it's, this surgery? Then I'm. Come not, on, no. like I, I've heard this argument from the conservative side a lot of times. Like, oh, it's just to get more money, and it's just yeah, yeah. There's always going to be an incentive. Uh, anything that you do, you want to get paid for, and you might want to make a lot of money off of it. But you can't just accuse everybody who disagrees with you, who might be working in that field, as being nefarious, and it's all about the money. You don't know that. Have you done the studies? Like. It's not even an argument at all. You can say maybe some of these people have bad incentives. But to, to, too, many, too often we try to uh, attribute bad intentions to people just because we disagree with them. Not doing it. It's a lot. Okay, it's a business. Doing, I sell insurance. Medical operations it's for children. It's a business. It is a business. So no more right? healthcare. No more. A perfect question. Like, should we just ban all healthcare to children or whatever because they get paid for it? They might have nefarious reasons. It's like, who are these people? First, I mean, biggest. And go ahead, Angela. Go ahead. It looks like this is a perfect example of what what we just. All right, y'all. That that was that. You know. Uh, look. It ain't about your numbers. It's about your intelligence, bro. I don't care how big you is. I don't care how successful you is. You can have a million followers on YouTube or whatever. That don't make you the smartest. That don't make you the brightest. That don't mean all your ideas are good and all of that crazy nonsense, bro. Uh, look, like I said, I don't ever speak from a place like I must be right. I'm going to tell you how I feel. I'm going to tell you how it is and how I, where I'm coming from. If there's a flaw in my logic and somebody can point it out, I will accept it. But boy... Do I hear bad arguments being made sometimes by people in positions of influence and that people look to to give them good ideas? That's where I stand on that um, right there. Uh, y'all let me know what y'all think. Thanks for watching. If you enjoyed the video, subscribe for more. If you would like to get access to exclusive content, consider becoming a member or a patron at patreon.com slash the Hobby Lobby. You can also continue the conversation by joining the Hobby Lobby Discord. You can find all the links in the description below.